Hi, I'm Sandy Mackey. And I'm Al Curtis. And you are listening to Conversations with Ask the Pool Guy and Ask the Pool Girl. Let's talk about what we do at the beginning of each pool season because every year we're in Michigan we tend to have a season that is go 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 and then about the time it starts snowing here in Michigan and we get blizzards we slow down a little bit in terms of working outside on some of our projects and then pool show season kicks into gear and we just got back from our travels in Atlantic City which was last week, along with a trip to the White House, which was amazing. So now here we are, we've got some time for reflection and renewing our focus and interest for the new year. So let's just talk through some of the things that we revisit every year so that we can kick off our seasons on a strong note. All right, before we do that, I want to go back to your comment about going to the White House. And we live in really weird political times. I know there's been weird political times in past history, but it's just a strange time now. I would suggest and recommend that everyone, no matter where they fall on the political spectrum, right or left or in the middle or extreme, it doesn't matter. If we respect our country, everyone should make the sojourn and see the White House because it's not just a Republican president. There's been Democrat presidents and there's, you know, you think of through all the years, the unbelievable amount of energy that's there, uh, life and vitality of what it is. Of course, just the history and the, the incredible art and furniture and pieces of of our history of the United States. I think that's something that really struck me, knowing that we are so politically charged and there's one there's one uh, there's one political party that is in the White House now and then last there was a different one and, and it'll go back and forth and when you throw all that aside and just look at the office of what it is and how it's created what we have here. I think it was really important for me now as a 50 some year old man, that's the first time that I was in the White House. And I think it's worth it for everybody. Just that reminder of what we have. Again, leaving the politics aside, looking at it purely from historic value here and forward. I just thought that was amazing. So Yeah, I'm surprised by how many people don't know that it's possible and that it's not that complicated to do. So I've gotten a lot of questions since posting the photos and mentioning to people that we got to go. There's a bit of a process. You do have to apply, although the way that you um, go about it, you know, you contact your representative's office they actually give you your house of representatives your congressman's right. office yes so they give the um the setup of how to go about getting 
either an individual or a group RSVP'd and then it has to be um, vetted by the Secret Service. And you've got to be a little flexible with your um, time frame that you can go. Because you said they gave three dates or something? Yeah, kind of I had to had give to three dates that we could be flexible about our appointment to go to the White House. And then I submit everybody's names to get the clearances done. And I hadn't heard back. It takes actually a, a bit of time for that to happen. And then we got a note saying, let's go to the White House. And it gave us a date and time to show up. So we did. And I love everything from the behind the scenes of what it takes to get to places, um, as well as the screening process and just like going through the White House. I always want to see like the, you know, the, the background, like who's taking care of getting all these people in here? How are they? Um, processing people through what are their certain ways like are they loving their job are they interactive like are they behind the curtain kind of things that we can glimpse so all in all I would go back Um, I would go back many many times I'm sure I loved it and I agree it is an amazing experience to have had with the people on our team and I would highly recommend it for anybody that would like to go what was interesting she mentioned that you have to be a bit flexible and our appointment was for 9 30 that morning and last minute they changed it to eight o'clock in the morning and probably because there was a change at noon that day that we were there the president was with the the prime minister of israel doing a noon joint press press conference announcement so I'm sure what they did is they pushed everybody earlier Mm -hmm. so that there was time for them then to present to get ready and it was right through where we were in that east in that east room they call it is where that press conference was taking place so we obviously had to be a bit flexible and you shift from 9 30 in the morning to eight o'clock in the morning so that they could get the people and the appointments through so that they could go ahead and do the important business stuff, the important country stuff that had to happen. Right. So that was really cool. And then after we had finished up at the White House, because we spent the day before sightseeing in D.C., and we saw, like, everything that there is to see. We did kind of a speed tour. We saw um, pandas at the zoo. That was an epic bucket list item for Jesse. We visited Arlington National Cemetery and the changing of the guards, which was, I know, bucket list for Karen to be able to do. And all in all, like amazing. We all felt like we'd been going for days when in reality we were in D.C. for a day and a half. And then we headed to Atlantic City, which was for the Northeast Pool and Spa Show. The Atlantic City Pool Show is one of our favorites. I know we go to a lot. We really talk about loving Canada for the energy. I think I really like Atlantic City's pool show for the amount of um, interaction and vendors they have, which is also pretty... um, I won't say specific, but it's pretty centered around the Northeastern and the Midwestern pool markets because there's a lot of the vinyl liner um, 
vendors and things like that and there's just a lot of people geared in that show towards the weather and the building conditions and service conditions that we have um, kind of in this area of the country so in terms of an in-depth experience with a lot of those things it's a really good show for that there's a few other parts of it too that as i reflect back that make it such a good show and while it is very vinyl liner that's a good thing being that we're in the vinyl liner business as well Uh, but then there's surprisingly local companies that show up there local companies that build waterfalls and now there what's interesting about that is their market is that very much northeast and they probably travel to several states to build pools or build waterfalls on existing pools but we get to see that type of stuff that's not a service that we would ever use so interacting with them is purely to get to understand what they do and a lot of times inspiration comes from meeting those small local companies at shows and I think of a couple of examples that I won't get into now but that have affected and given me a thought to change how to build something Um, and as a result of seeing something at a show like that that you wouldn't see at the international show because that person never would show up there but they're at a fairly local geographic show and wow out of that comes something at least for me that I can translate into using something for myself and so there's that's happened a few times also it's a big show there's it's as big if not bigger in terms of number of vendors than the international show and it's I don't even know what the the words would be but the the international show tends to have a lot of companies from overseas that are trying to break into our market that have the same basic types of products that are already here. So a pump company that's started in China that's trying to break into the U.S. market will bring a pump here and show us, well, we're already dealing with a dozen different pump companies that we can buy from. So it kind of dilutes that, or chemicals, the same thing. There's a lot of chemical companies or tile or any of those things. Uh, whereas this this Atlantic City show is pretty diverse with the types of products and, and things available instead of just new companies with the same type of products. If well, that makes any sense. Going to the shows as well continues to be a place for us to strengthen relationships with manufacturers and vendors that we interact with because we're either using their products, buying their products, or talking about their products, but we don't necessarily, um, you know, call them to go visit in the middle of the summer or something like that. So it's really cool for us to be able to just get more of that FaceTime with them. And I know, again, we had some amazing conversations with some of the vendors, and I think, I mean, we've seen them now for years at shows, and yet I feel like we got to know some of them even better. So that just continues to you know enhance these relationships and it makes putting a face to a name that much easier when we're dealing with things um, throughout the season but it just it makes it all feel better because you know who you're dealing with something that we've sort of 
never needed to do is try to leverage those vendors to get things from. And so our intentions are not to go and build a relationship so that we can leverage to get something. And for some reason, it it, it almost feels like that's what people try to do. Ours is purely for camaraderie in the industry. And of course, we want to be taken care of most importantly when something goes wrong on the job or we need a solution. And the relationship part of it, just for the sake of relationship, is what makes it powerful. There's no no expected outcome. And I think a lot of people tend to try to build a relationship so they can get something. And that's really never been never been our our way. It wasn't about okay, if I build this relationship, I can ask for a better price or I can cut, you know, I can try to get a better deal. Instead, it's we just want solutions. And if we can build relationships with people that are good, strong, healthy relationships, we can count on them to help us with solutions. Let's talk about the um, the after hours event that we went to with the team from Pool Chasers. So we met Pool Chasers at the Atlantic City show. It feels like forever ago. It may have been, it might have been two years ago. Two Maybe. years that we yeah. met them. So it's a group of guys, three of them that we're putting together a podcast to chat with others in the industry and learning more of their backstory. Um, two of them, I don't know if the third Elsa was, but they were weekly pool service guys. So when they were out servicing pools in Arizona, they would put their headset in and they would listen to podcasts and different things to learn and expand their knowledge when they were busy working. So they figured it was a good way to get a message to people that were in similar shoes. And they've been interviewing different, um, different people of interest. Yeah, Mm -hmm. industry leaders. Um, I know we sat in on their live recording of the Peaks Pool guys when we were at the international show. And then this time they were interviewing Sabina, the, CEO. Is it She's the head of the new PHTA, Pool and Hot Tub Association. Association. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of interesting. And we went to be supportive. You know, I want to support the Pool Chasers guys because I think they've they've got a great idea. And anywhere that we can lend support in the industry is great. So we went. And we ended up having a bunch of aha moments when we were there yeah they uh they're providing a good podcast style for our industry and we're all about industry advocacy so wanting to support them has everything to do with let's make this industry better And as we sat there and we listened to their interview with Sabina, there was ideas flowing that I don't think we would have anticipated our thoughts. It was less about what they were saying 
and maybe more about the topic of what they were talking about that led us down this interesting avenue of we need to double down on some of the stuff we're doing and make sure that what we do is consumable in such a way that that we're hitting all of the audience that's paying attention to us and that was good because we got some feedback from people about what they like about our videos in particular some of the youtube stuff and uh i just think that that was uh it was really good to sit in on that and again uh add uh, an attaboy to those guys for sticking it out and and making making it happen because our industry certainly needs some spokespeople some people that are educating and talking about the industry we were also reminded of quite a few times throughout the course of the show about people um, that enjoy our podcast and definitely wanted more from us. So we have spent the last couple days creating some outlines for training and different topics to cover. So what I would like to do is invite people to send us either a voice memo, which I know is a function of this Anchor podcasting service, or shoot us a note, send us an email, anywhere that you can find us online, and let us know what some of the questions or topics are that we could cover in this format. Because we do have so many directions that we could go with it when we sit down to do an episode. I also enjoy being asked the questions because it tends to guide a conversation. So I'd like to invite people to shout out what it is that they might be looking for. Well, we certainly have a lot of topics that we can cover because a lot goes on. And we sit in a bit of a unique position. I've come to realize that more than ever, that because we are still very much in the field on the construction and service end of things that that we bring a very unique perspective to some of these topics and and I think that we should continue to stretch our abilities and talk about things that that are really relevant to us today but interestingly enough things that were relevant to us a long time ago that we almost tend to forget about because we've already done that so many times it's it's like everybody should know that and i think what we're finding out is that there's there's people young in the business new in the business coming from somewhere else that need all of it taught to them and and i think they're we sit in a position to be able to share a lot of that as well so i don't think any topic is off base I think we there's a lot of stuff that we can cover from the very basics to some of the craziness that we do. Absolutely. One of the conversations that we had during the show actually took up a lot of time during the show. We didn't necessarily know it would be that long, but um, we had been contacted prior to the show by a fellow pool guy who's out of Virginia, that sent really um, kind of a a quick email over saying, hey, I like watching your 
videos. Um, at that point, we didn't know that he had our podcast on his phone, which he also does. And he said he just wanted to reach out to start a conversation about pools, um, you know, and maybe just create some new connections in the industry. So he was going to be at the Atlantic City show as we were. We decided that it would make sense to get together while we were each at the show, which we did. And we ended up having a great conversation with him, which again reinforced our need to keep doing everything we're doing because he, as he explains it, is in an encore career. He has previous experience outside the industry is relatively new to the pool space, but does have a lot of, you know, the business experience that helps be able to run things. And a few of the things that we were discussing um, kind of go to, like, you don't know what you don't know, but sometimes you know that you don't know it. And because he's like newer in the industry, he's trying to define his niche and figure out his way. So a lot of our conversations centered around just that somebody being empowered to make their own decisions and decide about the type of business they want to have and the type of customers they want to work with and it's become so common for us to do that that going back to somebody who maybe is a little bit afraid that if they change things it'll change too much and um, you know they won't have as much work as they want or um, really not even sure how to have those conversations with people, how to coach the team into being on board with it, or how to screen customers and do it in a way where they understand what's happening versus um, taking anything personally. Like those are all things that we touched on during that conversation, which I know you and I have discussed over and over and over again, both in video um, and on the podcast, but even more just in daily conversations and with our team that, you know, I was encouraged that there's people that are ready to have these conversations, um, but also reminded that we just, we need to keep maybe highlighting some of the building blocks or some of the steps that it takes to get further along in that. Well, that was certainly what was coming up for me in the, the whole trip this past trip to Atlantic City was the stuff that has become such normal conversation for us because we do run marketing groups. We do do team meetings where we talk through a lot of these things. You and I certainly have a constant level of banter around any of these topics. And not everybody has that. Not everybody has that ability to just sit down and discuss something or bounce ideas or bounce stories off of each other and it is very important for us to recognize that and then be able to step back a little bit and remember and that that's where people asking questions would help because we're thinking at a different level about questions and thinking people want answers to greater or bigger things and yet we're forgetting those simple questions that we would have had many years ago. And I do want to mention that those of you that know us know that we have golden retrievers. And as we're speaking, three of them just showed up here. And between 
chewing on antlers and jumping on us and we never restrict them from being around us even when we're doing something like this they're integrated into a part of our lives so if at some point you hear some weird heavy breathing or some scratching (laughs) or some jumping or some lapping uh likely that'll be one of sandy goes missing because she's squishing atlas's face (laughs) and he's being so cute and cuddly we do have it just happens nine golden retrievers that at any given point may be around here at the office and each each of the many of the people in the company have their own dog and they're all encouraged to bring them to work and we have them on the job we certainly have them here at the office there's a place for them and they're underfoot all the time so why would it be any different right now when we're talking than it would any other time. So if you hear funny noises sometimes, that might explain it. Bob had a bone, and he was pretty close to the phone, so I took it and hid it from him, and he's just waiting, I'm sure, for me to share it with him again. But then Callie found one, so that's the current noise. Um, So one of the building blocks that I would like to encourage you to look at if you are listening to this podcast and you're at the discovery stage of Um, communicating with your team or with customers or even recognizing what your default personality style is and how to recognize it in others which came up during our conversation with our new friend um, at the pool show is personalities there is um, a basic four quadrants of personalities that you can learn about and when you want to find out more watch the YouTube video about personalities, or I will put a link to the podcast discussion about personalities here so that you can find out more about that. And I think that was a great observation. Um, Our new pal that we chatted with at the pool show had, he had said, or asked the question, so how can you tell how much information a client is going to need when you meet with them? And he is very obviously an engineer. The more detail, the better. The more of a roadmap, the better. Um, Long explanations are what he favors. And as we were sitting there, I said, don't worry, we've got resources for that. And then because I am the type of personality that likes to get to the point and bullet point things to get us moving in the right direction, I gave him a quick synopsis of the four basic personality types And I said, as you learn the cues to look for, it will become very easy, very quickly to determine what someone's default personality is and how you need to speak to it. So as a teaser, Al, do you want to tell us a story about how to easily recognize or kind of categorize the four personalities to someone who's just (laughs) learning about it? So the precursor to this is you're not trying to put someone into a box and say this is what they are what personality study helps us do is help identify the triggers that people need to be satisfied into making purchasing decisions and and just guiding their life so when we say there's four quadrants you can study all kinds of different personality and some of them have eight quadrants and some of them have Uh, you know, 16 and under stress and at work and and there's all kinds of different ways to go about this. But for the sake of simplicity, if you want to use it as a tool to thin slice people, a quick and easy to get an understanding of people and how they act and how they act most of the time, it's 
uh, the four, this is kind of the simplest dumbed down version of four quadrants. And the easiest way to explain the four is to tell a quick story. So there's four people walking down the street and they come up to a house that's on fire. And immediately one of them says, Hey, you go call, you go call 911. You go do this. You, you run into the house and see if there's anyone in there and they start pointing and directing the director. I mean, we can label it all kinds of things. Type A personality, the director, bossy, uh, bossy. That's the one that just sort of in the moment makes quick decisions and starts pointing. So that would be the basic personality. Number one, that's very much Sandy who just wants a quick and to the point. How do I, how do I go about this? What do I need to know? That's it. Uh, the next, the next person stops, sits down, pulls out a calculator out of their pocket protector that has 12 pens in it and coordinating colors and starts calculating and and they're they're playing on the calculator and they determine that it's going to take uh 3200 gallons per minute for exactly 13 and a half minutes to put this fire out that's the analytic that's the that's the engineer that we know that's someone who their world is built around order and understanding and that is the personality that needs a lot of information to make a buying decision. The next person says, what do you want me to do? And of course the bossy boss says, go in the house and check and see if anyone's in there. So that person, which is 40% of the population, that person just obediently walks right into a burning house because they were told, go see if there's someone in there. They're looking for someone to tell them what to do they're laid back, they're loyal, and they'll just go and do it if asked and, and more importantly told to do it. That's also the swing vote in an election. That's a big group of people that they're just interested in doing what they're told they have to do. They're less likely to be a self-starter. They'll never be the one who chooses the restaurant to go for dinner. Right, yeah. If, if you've got that type of personality around you, you make some of those decisions they never will. And the final personality is the one that gets all excited. Who look, there's a fire. Quick, get the marshmallows. We're going to have a party. They want to cook marshmallows around the fire. And in their case, they're all about fun. That's the person that's the life of the party. They're the center of attention. They're quick to anger and quick to get over it. They're the one who their kid, they, they run into the store and they forgot their purse and their phone they left on the counter and they're, they're just haphazardly all over the place, but they're always excited, always ready to show you their new purse, their, their new shoes, their new sports car they drive. They're, they're really excited. They're the easy customer to sell something to if you can learn how to get them excited. If you take that customer and you start giving them detail, you'll bore them to tears and they'll run away but if you can understand that they just want to have fun. So those basic personalities, that bossy boss type, that engineer, that, uh, that analytic type, the, hey, what do you need me to do type, and then the let's party type. If you can kind of figure out how to figure that customer into one of those boxes really quickly, you'll know how to provide information for them. That you will. If you're a bullet version, um, student, then this will be sufficient for you to get started with thin slicing people you encounter. If you are that second category and need more information, check out the links. If all you want to do is have fun, 
then um, you go ahead and enjoy yourself. And that other personality that just... Put the information in front of them and, and maybe I'll they'll want to learn it and maybe they won't. Yep, we'll make it easy for you too. So on that note, I would say it is time for us to wrap up this version of our podcast but stay tuned because now that we've got all these snazzy new tools and it makes it so easy on a cell phone you'll be hearing a lot more from us here in this podcast channel on a regular basis as well as everywhere else that we show up continue checking out youtube because we post you know hundreds and hundreds of videos every month so so thank you thanks for hanging out with us And we look forward to your questions. We'll see you next time.